This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Geekscapists, welcome to a brand new Geekscape podcast. I'm Jonathan London, your host, and I just realized maybe you're listening to a Geekscape like in the future. Maybe this is a year later, you're catching up on Geekscape because we've been doing this for 15 years and we know we have about a thousand episodes on the feed and you're like, hey, I'm going to go listen to episode 625 because uh, I want to learn like what they thought about The Atom Project, which we'll be talking about here. That's the new Ryan Reynolds, Reynolds movie on Netflix. I have to really consciously not have marbles in my mouth with these intros. Geekscapists. Um, and maybe you wanted to go see what was happening in March of 2022. So you go back to episode 625 and Jonathan yells, hey, welcome to a brand new Geekscape, but it's not so new. So you know what? I'm just going to say welcome to Geekscape. This is episode 625. And we've got a good one for you. We will be talking about Ryan Reynolds, The Atom Project, which is on Netflix and I think select theaters. But this is one I kind of wanted to see in theaters. I watched it on Netflix. I thought it was great. We'll get to that. Our friend Ashley Inman. Ashley Robinson. I think she kept her maiden name, Ashley Robinson. Ashley Inman Robinson. We're going to talk to her about that whole thing. Uh, she is here to talk about her new Kickstarter project, Aurora and the Eagle. This is a Canadian superhero book. She, uh, I was like, whoa, this ain't out already? Like, you know, that's just what happens when you're friends with people. They tell you about their awesome ideas. And then when the awesome ideas start to see the outside world, you're like, oh my God, I've been hearing about this awesome idea for a very long time. Like, it's finally here. Uh, this is cool. Speaking of old ideas that have started to see the world, we have our Geekscape short film, El Rey. Woo! It's in a festival. It starts uh, online at the Malibu Film Festival next week. So I think between the 20th and the 27th of March, you can go to the Malibu Film Festival website when you Google it. And you can say, hey, like I want a five, like a $4 pass, $5 pass, something like that. Maybe it's a $7 pass to watch some of the Malibu Film Festival select films. We're one of them, El Rey. And um, you can watch it. It's kind of a fun movie. It's a family film. It's a Mexican woman who is based on my mom. And uh, her husband has been coming home one too many nights too late so she says you know what i think that you are up to something and you're a rat and he's like please it's like it's nothing i'm just coming home late from work it's really nothing and uh that night she uh looks at the cross as she goes to bed and she says a a little prayer she says you know what god it'd be easier if he was a rat and sure enough she wakes up the next morning and there's a rat in her bed and no husband so uh uh-oh uh-oh it's like a fun family Mexican Kafka-esque 
movie where now she has to turn her husband uh, back into a rat. Or maybe she doesn't. Who knows? Maybe that's better. Uh, so that's finally out. It's got a big fat Geekscape logo on the front end of that film. So that's fun. Uh, if you are looking for Geekscape content, we got tons of it. There's our Geekscape TV YouTube page. We're going to be premiering all sorts of fun stuff like that. Like my sit down with um, showrunner Rockne O'Bannon, who I named Geekscape after because he was the showrunner of Farscape, my favorite sci-fi show. Uh, what else we got? Oh, did you uh, listen to those $2 late fee kids? They had Don the Dragon Wilson on their podcast. That was awesome. I got to watch live. Maybe you're watching Geekscape live on YouTube, Twitch, or Facebook, or maybe LinkedIn. Looking for a new job, huh? Listen to Geekscape while you do it. Uh, maybe you're listening on Twitter. That siren, if you hear it in the background, is Matt Kelly trying to get a new podcast on the network. Um, but you know what? I'm getting ahead of myself. We have a podcast right here. <laughs> yeah, that's Matt Kelly. He just added a a podcast to the network. It's probably like, hey, which 80s serials are the best? It's a podcast about that. Which is your favorite muscle figure? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Remember those little muscle guys, those little pink guys? Uh, Matt Kelly does. All right. Uh, let's get the show started, Geekscapes. You didn't come here for this. You came here to see Ashley and Katie drop the knowledge on this little buffoon called your host, Jonathan. Let's get going. Hey, Geekscape, you know what? While we were running that theme song, uh, Matt seemed to have either started a whole new network with the shows or World War 18 because um, a lot of sirens went past my window. Who knows? Maybe I'm in mortal danger. It doesn't matter. I'm doing a show for you. So maybe one day you're going to look in the future and say, hey, look, you can actually see when the video uh, cuts out and he dies <laughs> and you're watching this on something and you're like, look, you dude, you can see his face start to incinerate right before the video like goes out. I guess he was really close to the to the to the nuclear <laughs> blast. I don't know. We're getting morbid. Uh, let's you know what? Let's balance this with some some actual sane people. I think they're sane. Uh, you be the judge. Uh, first up is my co-host, Katie. Uh, she is insane. <laughs> Some, sometimes you can find her in the membrane. Sometimes. Uh, <laughs> and uh, she's doing all right. Uh, Matt Kelly says, I'm fully prepared to escape into the Geekscape. He said that right before we started. I would like to see how, if he still f- thinks that he's prepared now. Uh, Chris Favalios is there. He's the host of One Hit Thunder. Heck yeah. One of the, one of the best shows on the network. And he just said, you know what? We're, if we're talking about muscle figures... The forearmed guy is my favorite. You know what? The forearmed guy is a lot of people's favorites. That's like saying that the Amazonian fish dude is your favorite, you know, character in the old Nintendo NES pro wrestling video game. Like that is just a go-to. Yeah, it's a go-to, dude. You're gonna play as the Amazonian dude. He had like like uh, the muscles on top, and then like he had like another extra set coming out of like yeah. his torso. Yeah, let's just say what you're thinking. Goro totally ripped him off for Mortal Kombat. Oh, I see. How's that not a lawsuit? 
<laughs> I don't know. Is that one of the ones? We should have made a muscles figure. Where you like you squeezed his torso and like the muscles just like popped. Wasn't there one? I think. Are you thinking Stretch Armstrong? No, Stretch Armstrong. Thinking... You, just pull his, you just pull his limbs. You but, just, um, yeah, you pull those out. I feel like there was one that really, I'm, or maybe I'm thinking of like something that like they parodied on a movie or something like that. But like, I felt maybe. like you squeeze the torso and his muscles just like go, bam, which yeah. may or may not have been integral to, you know, me being agog at my own fiance's muscles. <laughs> Just keep pushing his belly. <laughs> Make it bigger. Falio says, Mortal Kombat was always ripping off muscle. Man. Hey, man. Uh, I'm just going to ask, Chris, before we get ourselves like sued for some stupid <laughs> reason, can you uh, stop with the hot takes, Mr. Chris? <laughs> hot takes with Falio's. These little jerks put a one-hit thunder up about a Canadian artist, and she found it. And she's like, these damn Yankees think that we're a one-hit wonder. I've never heard of this lady. That's okay. She's probably really talented and amazing. I know Ashley Robinson probably thinks she's a national treasure back in Canada. But we'll talk to her about that in a bit. But Uh this woman, they do these one-hit thunders every week. And they're talking about this one lady. I never heard of the song. I never heard about her. She finds it. Uh Uh-oh. On Twitter. And she's six, like... Her entire Canadian posse, including the St. Bernard with the alcohol in the barrel on its neck, like <laughs> after them. Oh, <laughs> you know no. what I mean? Like, she, she's got a, like the she's same got way, a like, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, it, it's something to be said about okay. people who have a wide fan base that uh, you might be making some yeah. commentary on. You know, everybody's got their own opinions. Okay. But, well, maybe I'm just living in a cave because uh, maybe you've heard of her, Katie. This is Jan Arden. She has multiple TV shows. She was a Canadian artist. She she has a show called uh, Jan on Hulu. She I, I, listen. The only thing I, I the only thing I watch on Hulu is nothing. Oh, no, really? I do watch stuff on Hulu. I do watch on Hulu. I watch that Pam and Tommy show on Hulu. Those Pam and Tommy is crazy and great. Yeah, oh, it's crazy. And then uh, and then I, I watch all sorts of stuff. Uh, just want to say shout out to the yeah. uh, musical score to Pam and Tommy. Just putting that out there. Yeah. Really great. All right. We're not here to talk about those other podcasts on the network. Sorry, <laughs> Matt Kelly. I'm or sorry. Uh, but we, we got Ashley here. We got our own Canadian. We don't need to be talking about the Canadians that they're over there besmirching on one hit thunder. We can talk about the, we can besmirch our own Canadian right here. Let's get our, let's get our own hot take. <laughs> Ashley. Ashley Robinson. Not me panic tweeting when you bring me in. <laughs> you know what? She had ample warning that she was going to come on this show. I gotta uh, know. Ashley, it's not like Jonathan can ramble forever, can he? <laughs> Yes, you impress can. me every single time. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> In what way? <laughs> with, Just like the moronic, like like DS4 that comes out of my mouth. Oh, I mean, I was gonna start with like the handsomeness, but we can jump right to that. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> no, let's go with the stupid. <laughs> <laughs> you do Lean look. In. You both look very, very lovely today. You do as you. well. I'm loving. I'm loving the hair. It's like perfectly cut. I it's just got shaking. it cut like three days ago. So let's not pretend that it. I made any of this happen. All it's all power great. to Caitlin and Woodland Hills. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, well, one of my pandemic skills I learned was how to put on makeup for the camera. It's like the only thing I learned was how to do a basic face. I'm you are really from the theater. Yeah, but I used to say that I don't wear makeup unless I'm being paid to. But then you like get on camera enough with people who actually wear makeup and you're like, I got to just do something. I gotta, also, I gotta all the self tapes happened. Like now we don't leave our house to audition. So yeah. A lot, of self-tapes. Hate a lot it. of self-tapes. I don't think I've figured it out yet. But yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the, the masks are coming off. 
you know, I, yeah. I, 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 I'm like Indiana Jones, and I sometimes play college professor at the local university, your local college, and they have gotten rid of the masks. They said, hey, you can still wear the masks. We mm-hmm. all wear masks. But you don't have to. I'm going to keep it. It's like, wear a mask, go to the dentist. Wear a mask, go to the dentist. I'm going to wear the mask. I am too. I, I Like, I'm fully vaccinated. I'm all for, you know, the health. And like, I'm glad that we're lifting some of the restrictions. I'm still going to wear it. Mostly. Oh, I just want to brush my fucking teeth, Katie. That's what <laughs> oh, well, that's not what I was going yeah. for. I was just, <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't want to look like a Republican. Um, but... <laughs> That's just me. Uh, and like everybody has their own thing, but I personally am a big fan of the mask. <laughs> I did say that to a friend. I was like, I'm going to keep wearing the mask just to like let people know I'm better than them. I want, <laughs> I just want like more things on my face. Like I want the mask mm-hmm. and the sunglasses and the big floppy hat so that way I don't have to smile, <laughs> frankly. Yeah. And I don't have to check as my much face. Anonymity <laughs> as possible. Yeah. At the, I won't, I, I won't tell tusks. the, I won't tell the full story, but at the beginning of the pandemic, um, a, a frustrating social situation happened and I had all that headgear on and I was like, I'm so glad nobody can see my face because I am livid right now. <laughs> Did you have like dental stuff going on? No, no, no. I oh, just spent like okay. all the covering. No, I had right. braces and dental surgery as a teenager because I come from a country with health care. Yeah. <laughs> no, listen, I had to have the braces. I fell off a balcony when I was like three Eep. at a daycare. And you know what? Was that the bill was on now? them. <laughs> I mean, the daycare, uh, the daycare fit of the bill until Jonathan was 18 years old and fixing my teeth. I had braces all through mm-hmm. middle school and I had retainers and this and that whole headgear thing. Headgear. I didn't have headgear. I never had headgear. You never gear, had headgear? Oh, it's just the nah. best, especially in sleepovers when you had to put that <laughs> thing in. You just slide that metal on metal in the back of your teeth. Oh, it's the worst. And glasses, but, like. Yeah, I had the glasses. I had the, 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 the rat tail mullet. Okay, oh, we, I was, didn't have that. <laughs> but now I want to ask, up, mm. but did you lose your virginity in high school? <laughs> did I did. Okay. See? There are no barriers. Nobody can complain. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. And that teacher still teaches there. Wait, and... what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Hopefully, Geekscape is... Hopefully, you weren't... Hopefully you weren't driving home when you were listening to this, <laughs> driving to work, and you didn't just laugh and rear end things. No, I. We were the same age. Everything was nice. It was. It was nice. It was a good ten seconds of my life. It was, uh, it was very <laughs> Real memorable. Excited. Real excited. <laughs> uh, Matt Kelly says he's had no braces, headgear, never a broken bone. I would say God can only be so punishing. Matt, why would they add that? <laughs> Mm. Oh, I should put the comment Lucky. on the screen. Uh, <laughs> Welcome back to Geekscape. <laughs> I don't, I don't deserve friends. I, you know, I had to do a Geekscape in person last week. I had Michael Uslan, who's a you know executive producer of that new Batman movie on Geekscape, and he came right over to this, uh, you know, house and, and sat with me on the couch, and that was, you know, I had to brush my teeth. I had to do all this stuff. I had to fix stuff up. So we you got wedding you stuff in the living room. Didn't have the mask on, is what you're saying. No mask. No. Listen, he and I, we, we we were like, hey, man, you good? I was like, yeah, I'm good. We checked the LA numbers. We said, you good, though? You good? I checked his temp. He checked my temp. We didn't know. We did buddy system. I don't, I don't know you what I'm saying anymore. They both swabbed each other. They were holding hands <laughs> the entire time. Listen, <laughs> at this point, you know, I don't want to be like one of those people who are like, it's a hoax. But the numbers are very, very, very good. And I was going to be like, hey, if Michael's cool with it, I'm cool mm-hmm. with it. Michael, come to my house. Yeah. Let's do this Geekscape. We had a great Geekscape. And I only expected it to be like a 
hour-long conversation geeks gave us go back in the feed once you're done with this especially if you've seen the batman there's no spoilers on it but um we had a two-hour conversation about comics and batman and how he like worked with sam raimi to make the shadow movie and all this crazy stuff that i just loved it was a geek just really cool. throw down also cool to see you in the same space like I, I i don't know how that felt for you but it was interesting to see like uh you know everybody together in one spot talking about some things and having an immediate reaction as opposed to sort of you know our just our social distancing that we're doing here today. i would like to do that more yeah except ashley's in the other room <laughs> I mean, based on the colors of the wall, I very well could. Be. It feels like we're all just in separate rooms in the same location. Okay. In full transparency, hey, Katie, jo- Jonathan and I are within walking. Can you close your door? I can hear an echo. Yeah. Uh, well, Katie's right over there. Oh, good. So Ashley's right over there. I passed all Ashley's in house. A bubble right now. I passed your house today, Ashley. I was coming back from the. We Heidi and I had mm-hmm. a little uh, tasting for our wedding coming up. Where we are tasting the different menu items for what we might have at the wedding. Did and, you uh, uh, did you see any of the, this? the twelve stray cats mm-hmm. that live in the garage? Ooh, <laughs> no, they're all. I didn't stop at your cats. place. They sleep on top oh. of the car sometimes. It's a real blessing. Oh, you man. weren't too happy with your last place. No, uh, the Ash, is this place better? Uh, no, the, the ceiling leaked, and to stop it, they lit the place on fire. Technically, our building wasn't on fire. The one beside, the one attached to us, was on fire. But my cat oh. did knock a votive <sighs> candle and burned out part of the wall. So technically, like, part of the apartment was on fire. But one time we actually had to, like, evacuate because it was on fire. And Jason was at Emerald City Comic Con. And I had to call him and be I like, remember. what do you love that I can carry out of here in my he arms? Has, he shared that show. He shared that on the show, Geekscape. And it is a riveting tale of the man getting on a plane and not knowing when he landed if he has a house. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh if he has gosh. a place to live. He, he doesn't know if she's alive. He doesn't know how to reach her. He's on the plane, for, like white knuckling it from Emerald City. Yeah, being like, I really my house is there, and my cat's alive. Yeah, so, so. Uh, so that place, that place was bad. This place is less bad, but I feel like mm-hmm. everywhere you live in LA is kind of bad if you're a renter. It's always got something. Yeah, you know? if you're a renter, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to disabuse anyone. Um, I'm not rich enough to own, so I'm definitely well. Not in La- at Los Angeles. Life. I don't know how no. frequently you, uh, you know, look at Redfin or anything like that, but it's kind of oh, amazing yeah. the prices that you get for like some pretty deep fixer uppers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They want. They always put it at like nine hundred, hoping that you'll offer a mill. And I was like. No. Right. (laughs) Well, and even in condos, too. I love that we're getting into this. Yeah. Like talking about the roads in L.A. But it's it's kind of ridiculous. Like I I told my my dad, who's like, you guys thinking about maybe like getting a home someday? I was like, yeah, it's a nice wild dream. (laughs) Yeah. I think about getting one in Big Bear. (laughs) You know what I mean? When when uh, when my dad says like, hey, why don't y'all instead of paying rent every month, invest in a you know like, why, don't, why are y'all interested in getting a home? I said, yeah, check your ticker. <laughs> yeah, let's see. I, I, I'm eyeing a property right now. We just got to check your health. Yeah, just make sure you keep ticking there, pal. How's uh, how's Maybe. that will? Let's see. Let's see what's going on here. We didn't sit here to talk about no Zillow. This ain't Zillowscape. This is Geekscape. So we got to talk about Ashley here. She's got this brand new comic 
uh, which like El Rey, like it sounds like something we've talked about forever and now it's finally out like this Aurora and the Eagle. Uh, I remember you t- first telling me about Aurora and the Eagle. So maybe that's a segue into telling me the origin story. Yes. Of your comic. So in 2019, I did release Aurora the Eagle and Geek Sweep was actually the first podcast I ever talked about it on. So it's mm-hmm. really nice to be back. But so in 2019. Hold on. Matt Kelly's talking shit. He says, Geek Sweep, bring those <laughs> relatable topics to its global audience like L.A. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, this knucklehead gets on his podcast and he talks about the most like idiosyncratic thing that nobody cares about, which I made fun of earlier. Use like, your one audience through. view right now. And it's like, don't shit on him, bro. I'm sitting here going, "Hey, man, don't throw stones in glass houses, pal." <laughs> <laughs> but who else am I supposed to talk about? Love is blind with Matt, and I had a great this, time on his Yo, homie, <laughs> homie, listen. I'm just gonna let Matt know. Homie literally posts, and he's been doing this for, I believe, a decade, like the 90s song of the day. And he'll put, have you seen that on his mm-hmm. Facebook, the 90s song of the day? And he'll post it on thing. There's a text going on. I'm not going to say who's on it, where we then talk about Matt's 90s <laughs> song of the day. Oh, no. <laughs> and we talk about maybe, like, who wants to intervene. <laughs> Oh, no. Based on, like, did he pick a popular song? Did he pick an obscure song? Like, we try and guess Matt's emotional state. <laughs> Based on the song. The who gives a fuck shit that he plans that he puts on the internet. I feel like that's Aww. what, I, isn't I, that all of our Instagram stories? It really is. Yeah. Like, I mean, how yeah. many things, like, I'm obsessed with my cats. And I, like, I know that, like, I'm just, like, the insane cat lady that like just post about <laughs> videos and like moments of my cat i'm retiring it in april matt says he's retiring the 90s well it's probably because of, of your little day. text thread what have i done yeah yeah you've ruined you've ruined like a don't shame create upon your London. house shame yeah. on your family and your family's cows I was, shame i was doing it in secret Shame. <laughs> <laughs> it's something we were doing it out of love <laughs> If we actually didn't care, we wouldn't have said anything. Oh, <laughs> we care, Matt. Matt, we you worry. should. You should honestly. You've done all that research. You should be pitching that as a book to like Mango or some of those uh, publishing houses that love podcasters because it'd be a good yeah. coffee table book. Absolutely. And somebody loves podcasters. Hold on, I want to know about that. <laughs> well, or I like. Since- since Conan O'Brien invented podcasting, it's because he did. Oh, I remember that. Yes, mm-hmm. the great Conan. I, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember that Entertainment Weekly. Yeah, well, where it was like it was funny, Conan O'Brien. Jonathan, you were talking about your thousands of episodes. Um, I've done a lot of podcasts recently. Uh, try to promote Aurora and the Eagle, and I'm always like, "Yeah, we just crossed episode 400. Been in the game for a minute." <laughs> because we're, all, you know, I'm on like people's like episode eight, episode 25, and and. Please, if you want to start a project, like I absolutely advocate for starting projects. And this is one of the only networks I can come on and you can be like 400. Like, that's this cute. It's I've a cute, had a beer once. <laughs> that's nice. Usually we condescend you for being a female, but here we condescend you for being a noob. I'm kidding. We don't do that here on <laughs> I say very specific reference only for me. <laughs> uh, uh, actually, Matt Kelly wants to know when you do bring your podcast to our network. He mm-hmm. says, let's not kickstart Aurora and the Eagle. Let's kickstart Ashley's comic book and then kickstart getting uh, Geek History Lesson as part of the Geek Scheme Network. That's, that's Matt sitting there throwing his cards on the table, but, you know, we'll get to that. Whatever. Once we hear uh, a sign, I will fully we'll say... I don't, I'm not in charge of stuff like that. So don't be throwing stones at my glass house. Throw them at Jason's. <laughs> okay. Speaking of Jason, Jason says, you know what? When is Ashley Robinson going to write the Super Action Man comic tie-in? Don't you know how much she loves patriotic Speedos? And I got to tell you, um, 
Yeah, sure. I would welcome an actual writer on that show any on that series anytime. Super action, <laughs> super talent. action gal. Ooh, sure. a tie-in. Or I mean, I fully clothed universe. There you go. I think I think the superpower with that comic book has been adverse to good ideas this, ideas this entire time. Like, why would we start adding something? <laughs> sure, <laughs> let's have it. Yeah, oh, let's boy. go. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. uh, man, we're just gonna keep being self-referential here. As Bolt T says, "Sure thing, Matt. You're retiring '90s song of the day. The live show is the last episode of Geekscape too. <laughs> Buy a bridge. Oh, All right. Uh, Ashley says, Matt." Uh, Matt says Ashley can write the same Elseworld story. Yeah, no, if Warner Brothers doesn't sue me at the Wazoo. We'll call it like Super Polite Man and he can be Canadian. (laughs) Fully covered in a toque, plaid, all of that. (laughs) I like where you're, see, already with the good ideas. So tell me about this last good idea. We've been just not, (laughs) uh, did any of these other podcasts actually get to the top of your comment? <laughs> or do they just kind of skirt around the whole Aurora and the Eagle thing? But tell, tell us about Aurora and the Eagle. I know it's been a minute. Dickery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I did it in 2019 initially because that was when I applied for my American citizenship. Yay! Yeah! And then in 2020, I became Welcome. an American citizen. Yay! Right at the end of the pandemic. <laughs> so that was the first 20 pages. Uh, And it was just a digital issue and it was designed basically to raise the funds so that I could stay in the country uh, and not be deported. And this is one new, this way, I don't know, spatial relations, a new piece of art from the campaign. I don't know. I'm very bad. I can't walk into an apartment if I don't listen. You're doing great. Most of the people are listening to this. So they're just like, what the fuck am I supposed to be looking at right now? And then they veer off the road and die. Thank you. Uh, Continue. (laughs) But it's basically an exploration of superheroes and like identity politics. It was an idea that I had uh, when I first moved to the United States. And it stars Aurora Borealis, who it might shock you, uh, has the power of the Northern Lights. She is Canada's national superhero and following the death of her predecessor, she's invited by the Unity League, which is like think Global Justice League, um, to immigrate to the United States to train with the Eagle, who is like the most badass American superhero. And when I first came up with the idea, I always knew that around page 50, there was going to be a reveal and that was going to kind of springboard Aurora from being a legacy character sidekick into being a superhero in her own right. I'm very interested in that type of storytelling. Robin is my favorite hero. I think Nightwing is Batman's uh, only success. If Jason Min is listening to this, yes, that is your argument. I heard that from you first that it is correct. Uh, so I wanted to do that with my own original heroes. The original digital issue was 20 pages this is 48 48 being very close to page 50 when that reveal happens <laughs> and this is going to be in print for the first time so it's the original 20 pages some of the art has been retouched by my fellow canadian uh comic creator emmanuel chateau neuf who's back and she drew 28 new pages that i scripted just for this uh we funded it in 24 hours and we just crossed our stretch goal of colored pages like the people who are watching this can see uh, which are colored by Ali Von Ortiz, who is our amazing colorist. It was important to me to have as many women on the book as possible and as many international folks as possible. Uh, and Ali Von is based in Mexico. So I have like the full NAFTA oh. alliance. I was just working gonna say, you have your own book. international, you know, Justice League of Females, like creating this beautiful artwork. Thank you. And then my two cover artists, uh, Lightning Strikes, if you're like in the Voltron fandom or you're in the MA, you know her from Instagram. She is from Australia. And then my other cover artist is Connor Hughes, who draws White Ash. He's like the prince of Kickstarter. He's American. So yeah, I just have like my own little 
Um, and Carlos Mungua, my letter, is also American, but I have my own little um, United Nations of comic book creators for this story. <laughs> that is what you're going to have to call it. <laughs> oh, that red banner. Somebody has a yeah. survey to fill oh, out yeah. to get their reward. I do need to fill out a survey. That's from our good friends in the stereo who were a few episodes ago. That episode did awesome. But yeah, I, I'll fill that out. Um, if you the, the Kickstarter on the stereo was crazy. That was awesome. And I'm glad that band is back. But let's talk about your Kickstarter. Uh, you're 2000 over. So you, you got uh, over your, your goal. Mm-hmm. So you got color paint. Ages. Yes. Um, and our good friend Star Star, who is Katie's friend too, says, I just jumped on that artwork looks amazing. Thank you. Um, yeah. All the comic book artists that I have collaborated with, I give Emmanuel the most freedom because she has such a unique and interesting point of view and she makes everything that I do better. So I usually uh, write full script, but uh, working with her, I'm just like, here, you'll figure this out. Like the pages are incredible without any color on them and then they're even better when they're rendered in 3d so i couldn't i couldn't be happier and emmanuel does a lot of stuff like you can see on that first page where she breaks panels and she plays with format and i think it's such such a whimsical bent to the story that i hadn't initially thought of uh and given, given what happens a little later there's a lot more violence it's definitely still like an all ages like friendly kind of story but to see it rendered out with such Miyazaki inspired whimsy is kind of, it's kind of a wild experience and I'm the one who wrote it. (laughs) (laughs) And how, how is that like seeing this kind of fully come to fruition and be fully invested in like, what is that like just seeing all of it kind of come together? What is success like? (laughs) Just, which is curious. uh, Just, just so nobody has like two rose colored glasses. um, I technically don't make a page rate off of this unless we double fund. So uh, Kickstarter is a beautiful thing that can bring stuff like this into real life. Now, I don't know if you can hear, but the, the police planes are coming for me. Um, Oh, great. More podcasts on your end too. Okay. Very, very loud. Yeah. Jonathan and I will be whisked away by the end of this, but. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the best thing about Kickstarter and Kickstarter and Patreon, this is not my idea either, my statement, but they're the best things that have happened to creators in 20 years. And uh, Oh, it's not NFTs. You know, yeah. I'm not going to pretend that I even understand what an <laughs> NFT is. So I'm going to say rage. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Well, but I mean, watch me be on here in 10 years, like promoting my NFT. So cancel me <laughs> now, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> But it's, you know, it's super, super gratifying. And the best thing that happens is when people come and support your project who are new people, um, you know, like Geekscape, I've been a bit around long enough that I know like my my handful of like core supporters who are always there no matter what. And like they are my absolute angels. But it's amazing when somebody comes and finds this and then by the egalitarian nature of the Internet they can support it and be a part of the like team Aurora and my creative family as well. That's the most gratifying. Mm. Um, when I get my print copies, that might become the most gratifying, but for right now it's all the new folks coming because this has been inside of me since like 2010. And now it's finally becoming a reality the way I want it to, um, rather than out of desperation to not be deported. We like this version much better. (laughs) Are, Are you in any danger of being deported? No, and I, truly, I was never really in any danger. Uh, I'm a white but, lady with no accent, but that's a thing that could have happened. Uh, when you become an American citizen, by the way, I won't show it to you because you could forge my identity. They send you this huge, like, eight and a half by 11 printout. I have this giant certificate 
certifying my citizenship of these United. It's like a birth certificate. Does it have like stars and stripes and like eagles just like flying yes. across it? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yes. is, it, is it signed by the president at the time? I think it is. No, it is signed by the oh. person who swore me in in the garden out back of the mm-hmm. building across from the ice prison in downtown L.A. Oh, I know that ice prison. Yep. We were in the Rose Garden that's behind it, uh, which is a real trip to be like, so happy to be here and not on the other side a, of that fence. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 uh, yeah, that's, that's a, that's, that's sad. Um, and real. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Real. It's a real and true thing that happened. <laughs> oh. So you're here to stay. Um, Aurora and the Eagle, Geekscapist, go to auroraandtheeagle.com and it'll take you right to the Kickstarter and you can see all sorts of, uh, let's just get her paid. Let's get her, let's try and double that yeah, Kickstarter let's double it account. Up. Yeah, because yeah. also that way I can start working on the next uh, issue with a lot more expediency. But um, my favorite rewards that are on there are like script advice or Kickstarter consultations and stuff like that oh. because I've been doing Kickstarters long enough that some projects I have given notes on in the past have become successful Kickstarters of their own. So I feel like Jonathan is, and he's going to blush, but like a real mentor to people trying to enter the digital space in terms of podcasting and production. I know like Geekscape was something that we uh, really looked up to when we were starting Geek History Lesson. And now I like to think that we're peers and I want to be able to do that for other people as well because it seems really scary when you've never taken that step on your own. Yeah, I, I still get scared as hell when I throw something out there. Um, this artwork, like, it's pretty awesome. It reminds me of like early pages of Mage, mm-hmm. Ooh, you know, yeah. uh, and that kind of stuff. Um, and those are all comics that also start with like a kind of an open cartoon style. This one has a little bit of a manga feel to it, but then gets into serious subject matter, and uh, and is pretty awesome. I think like Jeff Smith, obviously Bone is oh, another so one that like starts out like, is this a cartoon? Is this like a you know, silly cartoon book. And then it starts to deal with like serious stuff. And obviously you love bone cause you love Lord of the Rings. That's true. And stuff like that. It, and always, pretty uh, similar. it always startles me how hot Emmanuel draws the Eagle because I very much think <laughs> of him as like a, a paternal mentor, like, like daddy, but not like in that kind of way. Figure. Not a daddy. And yeah. he is so hot. Not a leather it's daddy. like distressing. <laughs> All right. Just uh, typing in the website right now. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, Axel Braun, if you would like to license the rights for an adult parody, I, I'm very open. <laughs> Do you, you, I love this you, kind of I have told my story. <laughs> so, you remember, this is a couple of years, maybe before we were friends, but Axel Braun used to collaborate with us a lot because they would Axel Braun Geekscapist is the director who does adult versions of the fan stuff. And he is such a hardcore nerd. And we, and I really like Axel a lot. And he would have some of our Geekscape writers like William Bibiani and Brian Gilmore down to the sets of like the Star Trek one or this and that. And they would mainly show up on like the non sex days mm-hmm. where Axel's really getting into like the story stuff. And I'd hear about these visits and I'd hear about like they would release these DVDs where it was like you could watch the pornographic version of the Star Trek episode or you could watch it without the with the sex removed. And supposedly he's such a he's such a geek that the the episode without the sex is actually just a really good classic Trek episode. And I remember him getting like really excited because he's like my fantastic four movie has diablo in it and like when is the when is the mcu ever going to do diablo as a villain and when are they going to do fantastic four right i've got them in costumes all my stuff is a costume just like out of the book 
And so as a gag at the Geekscape booth one year, we had some of his actors show up Beautiful. at the booth and sign autographs for kids and stuff in costume. For and the parents kid. knew who they were. <laughs> so, you know, kids are taking photos of these adult performers in costume and stuff. And, and it was a fun little joke and it was fun and everybody enjoyed themselves. And we were, you know, everything was above the, you know, above board and on the level. And, uh, Axel and I go take a lap around the, um, the floor, the, the floor. Right. And he, and he's just pointing out left and right. He's like, Look at that Superman costume. My Superman costume's better. My Superman <laughs> costume sucks. This and, that. and I was like, dude, like you gotta chill. Like that is a fifteen-year-old kid who just like you know, really like, come on, man. Yeah. But at this, but then the flip side is that Axel's like a huge geek, and he wants to have the detail, and like he wants his. Captain Marvel to look like Captain Marvel, even Perfect. when Deadpool's banging her and stuff. <laughs> I, I, I will always remember when the uh, Adrian, is it Palicki or Palicki? Yeah. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I can't remember yeah. last time. It's the hummingbird. Uh, yes. Yeah. When her um, Wonder Woman pilot came, Mockingbird, out, came Mockingbird. out. Yes. She played Mockingbird on S.H.I.E.L.D. She was the Wonder Woman in the, in the but pilot. But everyone yeah. kept comparing. I think it was the same year that his Justice League movie came out. And everyone kept comparing their costumes because he had a more legit Better. Wonder Woman costume. Yeah. And that... Wonder Woman never aired. Correct? I don't know if it only aired at cons or if only the. Pi- I mean, I know you can find the pilot if you are inclined to such threads on in, the internet, but yeah. you can find and pictures Pedro Pascal's of it very in that easily. one too. <laughs> Is he really? Like, like Pedro Pascal? Yeah, Pedro Pascal's in the t- the failed. TV oh, I've never Wonder seen Woman it. Pilot as well. <laughs> oh, I did yeah, he's in that, it. Yeah. It's which is crazy because obviously he. I guess he Max won. Lord yeah, yeah. It's like I get a redo on this Wonder Woman thing. So that was kind of cool. Um, weird small world. We got All right. tons of geek content coming out. Geekscape. And I don't know how I'm going to handle it for y'all. Like obviously we got Moon Knight coming up in a little bit. Matt, uh, you know, Ian and I are going to sit through Morbius for you guys because we love Thank you. Oh, good because just... I don't want to see it, but I want your. I know. It's just Please, please, like the number one thing I want it to be is because it's coming out on April Fool's Day. What if yes. there's no movie? What if it's a joke? Oh. What if they just shot the I, trailer? What if like, they just show Blade? I would pay fifteen dollars for that. Right? If they show, if they, show, if I, I'd pay fifty bucks to see Blade in the theater. Hell yeah, oh, yeah absolutely. <laughs> and so, so Geekscape, this is what we got going on. We got the Morbius coming up. Hmm. We've got uh, Moon Knight coming up. We've got. I don't know if Ms. we're gonna. We're, we're not. Yeah, we're not. We got the new trailer for Miss Marvel this morning, so that's <laughs> yeah. cool. And then we got Halo coming up, which is getting oh, lukewarm yeah. reviews. Oh, yeah. I was like, right. but all the boys I dated in high school with my glasses and my braces are so happy <laughs> that oh, that's finally oh, happening. They, <laughs> they must all be Geekscapists now because like Shane went off and spent eight hundred bucks on a laser sword or something. Oh from, yeah, from, yeah, yeah. He got the Alaskan kickback. <laughs> where it's like, thank you for living in Alaska. And letting us frack, we will now yeah. Give, yeah, we will now give you money for living in Alaska. He took that thing and instead of like investing in it or putting it away, you know, he went and bought one of those like replica laser swords. Well, and how it's you a point f- to, you know, decorate an airport hangar? Matt Kelly, I got the same email Geeks gave us. He says, you know, Regal sent me an email yesterday telling me I better pre-order my tickets to the next Marvel legend, Morbius. <laughs> and they've been advertising this thing Sony has where it's like the next Marvel legend. And I'm like, yo, he's barely in the comics. Like, Do you think I, they I know that's think the name a- of an action figure line? Marvel Legends? Yeah. yeah. Good question. You, I don't even know if he has a Marvel Legends. You know who does? You know this. 
You know this. Mr. Maggot. Sinister? Maggot has, is yes. getting his own that's, Marvel Legends. I did know Maggot! That. Yeah, Everyone's Katie's favorite. <laughs> It's my favorite, yeah. like, D-list. <laughs> Ever since Matt Kelly, the card master, pulled that out at our LA Comic Con episode. I'm obsessed. There it is. Obsessed with Maggot. Someone send um, her one. Yeah. Marvel. I'm not, expecting, I'm not expecting Morbius to be good. But Geekscape is, that's never been the point with Geekscape was for it to be good <laughs> or anything it to be good. It's like, we, we just want you to be entertained. Um, speaking of something I did not expect to be good and thought was awesome was the Adam Project, Ryan Reynolds. It's like. It was good. That it was, was really good. It, it almost reminded me like of a, like an 80s action movie. Like it was just it's, pure fun. Not, I mean, not even that. It's got it's got like family stuff in it. It's got a little bit of E.T. It's got a little bit of Flight of the Navigator. It's got a lot of like yeah. this really great stuff. And Jennifer Garner's great in it. Um, oh, I, every, I was Everybody's shocked. really good in it. Yeah. The kid, no, no, I love her. <laughs> the no, kid's I, amazing. No, and I, I love Jennifer Garner ever since yeah. Alias came out. Like, I'm a huge fan. But, like, we haven't seen her except for in the commercials, mm. like, telling us to buy, yeah. like, credit cards and stuff. And it's like, great, cool, Capital One, awesome. Uh, but, uh, you know, we haven't seen her, like, perform in something. And I forgot just, like, how much heart she can really bring to a character. And her and Ryan Reynolds, there was a beautiful scene in a bar that had me weeping. <laughs> and I didn't think that Ryan Reynolds would like make me feel something other He's than good. like you know tingles what's but, up bro <laughs> you know but like really like you and me both it, uh, oh good to know good to know <laughs> this is california don't be so pedestrian <laughs> i'm a california i'm a california street <laughs> okay okay <laughs> but also the one of my friends once described me like that so geekscape is this movie is about uh in 2050 time travel is possible but to do time travel there are these jets that you fly in that can shoot a wormhole in space, you know, it, forward in space, you shoot through the wormhole and you, and you like, like the DeLorean, you have to put in your coordinates and we start the movie and he is stealing his fighter pilot time jet to go back to the year 2018. He screws up. He goes back to 2022 and he discovers his 12 year old self, which he's not supposed to do, but because the ship is tied into his, like own bio rhythms and things like that. He has to use his 12 year old self to turn to, like, so for the ship to start repairing itself. Cause it's blasted to pieces. It's really rough in rough shape in the opening. Why has he gone back in time? Which is something that is illegal. Uh, why has he stolen one of his own ships? Cause he's an air force person to go back in time and stop something. Well, that's part of the mystery. But once he's, once this little kid who plays the young Ryan Reynolds, once oh. that kid comes on screen and he, I mean, Ryan Reynolds, I think is amazing. But once this kid comes on screen who I was like, did they just find a kid who's a really good actor and CGI Ryan Reynolds into this kid? Because he's so <laughs> Ryan Reynolds like down to the delivery. Their chemistry is amazing. Mm-hmm. And the story's really good. It's real. It's really good. It's like, there's tons of heart, which is always one of my big things when it comes to stories. Like if you have heart, like you've got me hooked. Um, but the, the kid, they were doing a lot of like, commercial campaigns beforehand and him acting as ryan reynolds i was like i don't understand how he's not junior deadpool or something like that he's like nailing it he's nailing it i mean he's there's still there's still time it. back and with, forth is hilarious deadpool. i'd love to ask because i haven't seen it yet how would you both compare it to something like free guy because obviously that 
that was like really Ooh. popular last it, year. It's same that same was... director. It's Sean Lee. It's Sean yeah. Levy who did Night of the Museum, and he did some Soon of the to do, episodes. Uh, Deadpool. Speaking Deadpool. of Deadpool, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And he and he did uh, what did he, he did the um, little thing called uh, the Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He directed a couple Paul, of episodes of that as a producer on that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No uh, so yeah. he so so he can work with kids. I, I thought. I thought this was awesome, and in right up there with Free Guy as far as being a, a surprising, fun, original film. And that was that was a that was a movie that really took me by surprise, just like how deep they went with that. And I'm very excited because I think there might be rumors of a, a second movie coming out, or maybe that's our stockholders say yes. Yes, stockholders <laughs> say yes. hell yes. Right, right, right. But you know, like whether that comes to fruition or not, you know, that's in the cards. But, um, but the originality and like the shocking, like oh, this is like, this isn't like a Marvel produced. This isn't, you know, this isn't a Sony produced. This isn't DC produced. Like this is a Netflix, fully Netflix produced, very original idea. And I was like, I want more of like this world, this universe, these people, like it it was so good. And the action was kind of mind bendingly good. I was like, how are they doing? (laughs) Also, I, I didn't really watch any trailers or anything like that. It's one of my favorite things to do is just go completely blind into something and it be That's phenomenal. how you end up with Morbius. But I didn't realize that Zoe Saldana was in it either. And I was like, wait a minute. Is that Zoe Saldana? What is she doing in this? And it kind of feels like if they did a Hulk Deadpool movie, but like just mm. set it in a different universe in a way. Because Mark Ruffalo is great. Ruffalo is fantastic. And then, you know, Zoe Saldana. And Elektra. Electra's in it. Yes. Jennifer Garner. Oh, um, I was like, Elodie Young is in this movie? Jennifer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm cynical. Like, I, I've been skeptical of some of the Netflix original stuff, like like Red Notice. Mm-hmm. There was a Michael Bay movie that had Ryan Reynolds in it. That, like, that was an interesting uh, that, one. Sorry. I couldn't get 15 minutes into some of these movies. And yeah. it doesn't help that you're at home and like your phone's there and distractions are there. I like being captive in a theater. but And you're sitting there with one, your own thoughts and ideas of projects and things like that. And this like, one was great. Yeah. This was this one was solid. So I think Matt Kelly will enjoy it if he hasn't seen it. Matt likes these movies with heart that have like an 80s feel to them, nostalgic feel to them. I think Flight of the Navigator is a good reference for some Very. of this stuff. And it does time travel fairly well. Yeah. It does the whole time theory fairly well. And Open loop, closed loop, but what are we talking about here? There are so many beautiful moments in this movie that I wasn't expecting. Um, and a lot of great acting from Jennifer Garner and Mark Ruffalo and, of course, Ryan Reynolds, but also the kid. Catherine Keener, who Ooh, I love. Ooh, love right. her. That's right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Highly, highly, highly recommend mm-hmm. it, yeah. I love Catherine Keener. Well, Matt says, hey, listen, he's in the, the, the chat. Y'all can be in the chat, too. He says, hey, listen, it's on my list, but turning red took priority i did not see turning red i didn't get a chance to but set in canada i mean the the main thing about turning red that i i i i bet i'm gonna love it Mm because pixar is pixar but this controversy about the reviewer who deleted their review that was like cinema blend the head of cinema blend yeah katie this guy came out i couldn't be bothered to learn his last name because his take was so bad and said His take was, I can't relate to this movie it's too because specific. it's too specific. This young Asian girl going through puberty who is into K-pop. And fan and fiction. The big be- thing is people are like fiction. startled that she would draw a it's picture not- of two people kissing. Uh, at 13. She's drawing fanfic 
she's 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 disobeying her parents that's right. not a disney thing at all yeah. like Lim- little mermaid never disobeyed her parents. yes that's a whole damn it's movie whole like thing. inside it's out whole the whole movie of inside Mula, out is disobeying you know, like, the parents it's, it's, if you're not a disney character if you obey your parents right the story doesn't happen yes, if, if you obey if your parents you're a woman and you're an asian woman and it's a period metaphor right. that's quite threatening and huge like, yeah, Mula, like metaphor. literally yeah. like I like mean, mulan runs away from her family to become a like <laughs> a mulan literally mulan literally no a drag queen king like <laughs> yeah. Mulan runs away from her family yes, to be like <laughs> yo I got a dick and yeah. like, like <laughs> let's fight and like let's climb up the poles yeah no like let's go let's like, give me a sword like let's go and like which Mulan one th- of my these favorite idiots on the movies. internet yeah. yeah these idiots well, on the internet are like can't have that we need yes, to, it's a, we it's need to a, work into our vocabulary it's not for me mm-hmm. Right. And well, that's here's, okay. And that is okay. And here's the thing is that I, I would say it's not really K-pop that she really gets into. It's more like an in-sync type of band. Like okay. it's very early 2000s. Like she's got a Tamagotchi. It's, you know, there's Flip a on. lot of shout outs that I was like, oh. And I will say that this wasn't the style of female growing up that I was into or was relating to. But I loved it for what it was. Mm-hmm. Like it, it was a very expressive movie in like a female experience, and also generational females, where we've got an entire family of females that are there to support each other for this like very fascinating concept of like a family generational thing. And I was almost it's definitely thinking- like a generational trauma kind of. But yeah. we made it cute because it's a it's a Firefox. It's a Pixar. And, you yeah, know, it's, yeah. A cute, it's a red like, panda. Yeah. yeah. And I and it's funny because it is it is sort of a period metaphor, but it's also, I would say, almost I, and I feel like men, um, mental health is a big thing in Pixar right mm-hmm. now. And I almost want to say that it was almost like a bipolar metaphor. Um, and, and that's probably breaching a little bit too far. But it, it's like it's the side of a person that um, is generationally given and they have to conduct this sort of ceremony in order to lock it away. And in her discovery of this thing and what this actually sort of expresses itself as she's like i'd rather accept it than lock it away and that's the sort of generational divide that a lot of uh, her family is like no push it down push it away we can't like this is like something that is grotesque and like not something we want to show the world and she's like they want to pray the gay away you know, in a, it, like, it's is that not kind of quite thing? Like, a gay metaphor, but it, it, there are right. some tone. Like, this could be uh, it's a little more Aaron Burr, of- talk less, smile more kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> yeah. like, in like to her, it's such shame. And what I thought was really beautiful was the friendship of her friends that you see depicted mm-hmm. here, um, and how accepting they were. But not only just accepting, but like they found creative ways to like bring this out and like make this not, this isn't just like a shameful part of her that she needs to shove away, but this is like a thing that you can also express, uh, which I thought was a beautiful metaphor that I can understand why a lot of incels are kind of raging about it because they don't understand the complexities of a human being, especially a female human being or someone of color. Um, so I thought it was, it was a, a really brilliant way to express this in in a very simplistic Pixar type of world. <laughs> Everyone who has kind of a bad take about this is too narrow or this is not for me, I was like, oh, so you were never young and had no friends. 
Okay, great. I understand. Uh, my response <laughs> to that whole idiocy is that I agree with them. I, as as someone who is never a bug or a toy or a fish, <laughs> have I I uh, absolutely not. It. Like I, I, it's like it's like Pixar. Who are these movies for? You know, I, like I've never been a dinosaur. Mm-hmm. I have yet to be a monster <laughs> or a robot. You or, need or to start Scottish making princess? movies. No. Make a movie about a forty-three-year-old failure of a man. <laughs> And perhaps I'll be invested in seeing your movie. Maybe. You know, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> Make a movie about someone who doesn't achieve their dreams by the end of the two hour running time. And uh, and that is a movie that I, I was like, oh, I feel seen. Well, and, it, and, it, and to that effect, I do think that like a Pixar especially is ushering in a new age of like different stories, stories that like haven't really truly been tr- told before <laughs> what is matt kelly saying <laughs> matt kelly says trust trust me john you're a monster to me <laughs> oh that's very sweet yeah. my, my pet monster couple, is the kind of the relationship that matt costume. and i have yeah, yeah. <laughs> we need to find matt that purple monster costume with the chain with the the handcuffs that are broken from my pet monster do you remember that toy nope with, i'm like, literally just imagining nose. grimace i'm not gonna lie that's, that's <laughs> what i was picturing in my yeah. head the mcdonald's yeah. grimace you said he can purple. go as my pet monster i can go as grimace or <laughs> people would be like who are you a purple steven seagal no massive alex steven seagal does mm-hmm. um <laughs> uh, turning red it, uh it looks great uh, we're gonna have to watch cute. it this mm-hmm. week i definitely i yeah it, that's another one that um i would say don't go in with any presuppositions or just like any ideas of what this might be or could be just go in to like explore and have fun um and you know it might not be your jam but it's still a good movie at its core you don't know my jam i i I know your marmalade (laughs) you've got some inklings of my jam but encanto fucked me up and i love onward you wanted to talk about bruno (laughs) you know what people love that bruno song but i'm not necessarily the i I didn't think that was the best song it was that's not my favorite song song. my favorite hot take about um encanto it's that i saw a tweet that said the most unreasonable uh, unrealistic thing about encanto is that the matriarch apologized at the end and i think that is so funny i will laugh about it until i die And, and true. And I do I, I do think that uh, Pixar is kind of having more like matriarch type families mm-hmm. in their stories, which is not something that a lot of men totally vibe with. <laughs> I also need the, the, the Disney executive who is in charge of like Disney animation and Pixar to be like, hey, so in Luca, we have a character named Bruno. <laughs> Six months later, in Encanto, <laughs> we have a character named Bruno. Hey, in Encanto, we deal with generational female trauma. Three months later, in Turning Red, we deal with generational female trauma. Like, all three of those movies should have been out in three different quarters instead of, like, Mm. jammed right up against each other because there are weird overlaps in themes. And I know Pixar is its own thing, blah, 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 blah. blah, But there has to be some EP that signs off on the slate overall. And I'm like, literally, nobody said, hey, wait, what? (laughs) I'm sure. I went to grad school. I went to grad school with that person. That person did Jennifer not go to grad I, school. That up. person no, uh, no, has, Jennifer, is I from guarantee a... you, Jennifer Jennifer Lee and I went to grad school together. We went to Columbia together. I was like, that's I was like, that's the person is, whose family works in Hollywood. She's awesome. <laughs> no, she's she's no, Jennifer's awesome. And and I'll say this about Jennifer Lee. And uh 
Um, and I am nothing but happy for Jennifer Lee. She and I, she's, we're literally the same class at Columbia. And when we were at school, I know that she, she, I always thought of her and, um, and Phil who co-wrote, um, Wreck-It Ralph with, with they co-wrote Wreck-It Ralph together. I think Phil was on Wreck-It Ralph first and he was like, Hey, I need help with this. And he brought Jennifer on. And I always thought that they were like, Hey, they were the people at grad school that already had kids. So they were like the older, they were a little bit older than us. And I just know that Jennifer was like, oh, no longer to me a student. She was somebody who was taking classes with me, but she had her own life. Mm-hmm. Like she had a kid. I think she'd already been in a marriage where her marriage had already ended. And the single mom, she, I think, optioned something to Leo DiCaprio's production company. And like, that's a hard, that's kind of hard being a single mom in like, I think living in Brooklyn, going kind to grad of- school, <laughs> trying to option something like, like, and then, and she's doing it. Yeah. And then. And then Phil Johnson, I think the history goes, like, gets, you know, asks her to, to work on Wreck-It Ralph with her. And she that brings her into Disney. And they say, hey, we've got this thing that's been around for a while. It's called Frozen. We can't quite crack it. You know, do you want to take a look at it? And she, she ended up co-writing Frozen and then sharing some of the directing credit for it. And then it just, she was the person that would, could put the fires out or help break some of these stories that yeah. have probably been in the vault for a while. And she's awesome. And I think she and Alfred Molina, our own Doc Ock, got married recently. Like, I, I keep up with Jennifer on Facebook. And I got to tell you, there is a person there. It's Jennifer. I think she's awesome. And I think that, as Matt says, like, he says that Pixar and Disney are having some of the best history since the early 90s. I think there's stuff. I mean, listen, Pixar is amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, amazing. And Disney animation has started, like, I think since Big Hero 6 and now up until Hero now 6. with the Encanto shit. Yeah. Like, they're awesome and and there there is absolutely a person whether or not they're releasing similar stuff in the same quarter hey man that stuff comes down to stockholders <laughs> or something hey man well, what i'm really hearing is you <laughs> but can put, it's awesome you can put aurora and the eagle in her hands that's what i'm hearing yeah yes uh, i'll send her a I facebook should. message and I've, see what happens i gotta know i'll be like i'll be like hey PDF. jennifer what did you, jennifer what did you think of matt kelly's last 90s song <laughs> <laughs> What do you actually, think I should I gotta, do? Should I, I just go know, to Philadelphia? What would it be like if you were to go to a con or something like that and someone dressed up as one of your characters? Ha, it's happened. So at Phoenix ah! Fan Fest in 2018, uh, <laughs> there was a nice little nine-year-old girl named Aspen who would must be a teenager now, which is terrifying, uh, who was cosplaying as Jupiter Jet. And then she went as Jupiter Jet for Halloween. So I oh. cried. I was a grown-ass woman uh, and I cried. Like, that's the best like i would i would rather see a million tiny people dress up as any character that i create uh than any grown person <laughs> so if you right. have tiny you people by, bring them to be dressed what do you mean character. by tiny people uh like five one or smaller you know? oh fair okay. enough fair yeah. enough yeah kids yeah. kids or or, or little people they're they're okay. very sweet <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh! I I would love it if you were Napoleon wasn't sweet. <laughs> Napoleon five two. Five two. So okay, okay. there you go. Like Doesn't so. meet the not little enough. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I would love it if you just started critiquing their outfit. Like I don't know. Like this is not quite the right. High key <laughs> though. I you love how- I love low rent cosplay. Like at uh, a Long Beach Comic Con, I saw a nice lady dressed as Winter Soldier, and her arm was just covered in tinfoil. It was amazing. I've seen that. Yeah, I love I've it. I've seen the tinfoil Winter Soldier. Yep. And the, I've seen the tinfoil shield yep. for oh, nice. Cap and things like that. It's not bad. Not bad. A little bit of incel bot. Flashbacks for me. Katie and oh, I, I remember incel so bot. Good. I show. was so happy yeah. when I saw that thing come to and, life. <laughs> um, all right, Geekscapist. 
we got to wrap this thing up because Ashley's got more shows to do to promote her Kickstarter because you know what? It's her dream come true. And I want you all to help her bring the, tr- the, the dream to fruition. I don't mean like the comic comics happening. Like y'all are betting it's on a pre-order a, campaign. This is, this is a real deal now. Like she passed her, she passed her, her goal. We're now in stretch gold, stretch gold called give me money, <laughs> pay my rent kid. Let's I want to get, get the a next comic rate. going. Yeah. Let's get, yeah. let's get the next comic going. So this is what I want you to do. I want you to go to Aurora and the Eagle.com support the Kickstarter campaign. Donate whatever you want. All right. Share the link. If you can't donate, that's super, super helpful as well. Do it. Share the link. Um, and that's what I want you all to do. Um, I don't, I don't really ask for you all to do too much. Maybe share Geekscape or subscribe or tell your friends about it or subscribe to one of the shows on the network. But this today is what I want you all to do. Aurora and the Eagle.com as you're listening. Thank Thank you. Yeah. As you're listening right now, just tweet it out. Tweet it out, Facebook it, mm-hmm. put it out there. Not if you're driving. If you're listening and driving, you don't do get that. your hand Pull off over, the yeah. don't do that. Don't do Pull that. You already really had quick. a you're fine. You already had a near miss from a couple of jokes that we told a while ago. <laughs> I appreciate that. But listen, now that you're focused, get there safely, then tweet it out. All right. I'll call you in, a, in, a, in like 30 minutes and be like, hey, did you get home safe? Did you get to work safe? Now tweet out the damn thing. It'd be very funny if you All just right. went through everybody who listens to Geekscape uh, like once a week. And we're like, did you get home safe? Are you good? Did you do whatever hey. I told you to <laughs> just do? Just calling week? everybody Thank up. You. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And check mm-hmm. and check. Imagine yeah. he's getting a lot of, do we pay for international calls anymore? A very high phone bill. <laughs> No, uh, our own Garrett Briones, he's a kid who does this Masters of the Media podcast mm-hmm. on our network. He asked me for a job recommendation. He was one of my former film students, and now he's working pretty diligently at the Geekscape stuff. And he wants to get paid for his work, though. And so he is going to apply for this job in the film industry. And he said, will you write me a, a recommendation? So I wrote him a recommendation letter, and I sent it. And I said, hey, does this, this fit the bill? And he goes, oh, Hold no, on. it looks like Jonathan's <laughs> just out this is interesting I'm Geeks so gave us, if you're listening to this i totally left the studio again so okay okay two no two finger two feet listen this is what happens this is what happens as i'm trying to swipe over to the comments uh i end up double swipe two finger swiping on the, the stream yard and on my mouse pad and it just does it's basically the back button yeah, on your yeah, browser yeah. and it Welcome kicks me out of screen. Welcome back to here. the show. I, uh, thought I got a little bit of rug pull, but I, I just no, I, <laughs> I, was, told, I was actually shocked that we were still running. I was yeah. like, there I, must be something still listen, going. Listen, <laughs> Geekscape is who are listening to this are like, I didn't notice anything. Someone please make a gift three. of Katie and me. Um, just being like, <laughs> did you but, see the look uh, of shock and terror that I was like, I don't know. <laughs> listen, I, I have how did Hey, Katie, listen. Most of the people listen to this podcast, they don't watch this. The host is too ugly. So I told you you were looking to... very nice today. Thank you. You're looking really nice. Um, thank you. By your kind Canadian standards. And Katie, well, she needs to be nice because I have been mistaken what other as a podcast Canadian, is she so... hosting? Well, okay, so listen, wow. we got to do this. All right. Um, all I was going to say was Gabriel is I wrote him a recommendation letter and, and hopefully he can stop living on my couch. No, he's a good kid. I, I look out for the geeks gave us. And when they stay too long, Kick them out. I let them know. You give them their own podcast. Um, <laughs> okay. Geeks gave us, <laughs> this is all I got for you. This is all I can offer you. Um, Your undying love. Aurora and the Eagle. <laughs> I think it's indentured servitude at this point. After 15 years, I think it's pretty much indentured servitude. I mean, isn't that all jobs in the entertainment industry at the end of the day? Amen. Let's spread. All right. Ashley, <laughs> where can we follow you? On socials. 
You can find me on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok because I definitely understand TikTok at Ashley V. Robinson. The V is very important. Ashley Robinson is a tall WNBA player. I don't want to fight for SEO, but if you know her, I want to meet her. So like introduce us Uh, and then head over to AuroraAndTheEagle.com. We have 15 days left and our next stretch goal is at $10,000. So help us find it. Katie. Where can we find you? You can always find me at at El Sassy Pants, E-L-S-A-S-S-Y-P-A-N-T-S, unless it's TikTok, and then you have to put a Z at the end for other reasons. <laughs> kicked <laughs> off a of TikTok with the original account. But yes, uh, follow me. You can also, I'm going to be uh, uh, sending out an article on fandom pretty recently for Horizon Zero Dawn, but also for Horizon Forbidden West. Um, and... I will be in a pilot episode of a show that should be coming to Amazon Prime and hopefully be able to talk about that soon. <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah. I can't freaking wait. Uh, Geekscape is you can find us at Geekscape. Just search for Geekscape on your podcatchers. Leave us five-star reviews. And that really helps our visibility. It helps us get good guests like Ashley to come on the show and not think that we're wasting their damn time. <laughs> uh, and I'm at Jonathan Lynn on Twitter, but just search Geekscape. That's what I want you to do on all the socials so you can find us and uh, be a part of it because we did this for you. All right. Uh, Geekscape forever. That's all I got. I love you. For Ashley and our good friend Katie, over and out. Peace. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.